so much for joining us today. If you're here for the very first time, a special welcome to you. I'm super excited that you're here. I'm Rodney, I'm one of the pastors here at New City Matthews, and I'm excited about our time together in God's house. Uh, thank you for your prayers and your support over the last few weeks for uh, myself and my wife Jacqueline, and just by way of update. Uh, Jacqueline is feeling better today. Amen. Praise God for my One way to get on my good side. You want to get on the good side? Pray for my sweetheart. Amen. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. Also, I want to say a special thanks to Pastor Nick uh, for closing out our sermon series on prayer last week with such a strong, strong message. Well, today, um, I'm going to share a piece of my story with you. I'll share a piece of my story with you. Uh, a seemingly dark time in my life. I've made mention to it uh, over the past couple of weeks. And it's my prayer that as I do, as I share a piece of my story with you today, that God will use it in some sort of way to bring hope and to bring light into your life. Amen? Amen. But before I do that, let's give God this, this space of our time together. God in heaven, we thank you. We praise you and we honor you. Grateful for July 31st, 2022, a day that we've never seen before and a day that we'll never see again. Help us to be the best that we can be today. Right now. Can't do anything, God, but apologize to you for where we may have missed it on yesterday. But I do so with respect. Woke us up today, God, with a fresh breath, new grace, new mercy. So we pray that your Holy Spirit would have its way in this place. Pray that you would move up and down these aisles, God. Move in and out of our hearts. Get the glory in this place and in your people. We magnify you, God. We honor you. Sit at your feet and remain in you. Have your way in this place, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. So I've decided to title this message, this piece of my story today, Value in the Battle. Value in the Battle. Uh, typically, when we think about a battle, typically when we think about a battle, we think about something that's dark, that's cold, that's barren. The valley, or those less than ideal times in life, can often serve as a distraction. A distraction to God's hand, to God's move in our lives and in our situations and circumstances. The valley is a place where we often feel lonely, right? We often feel empty. We often feel forgotten, abandoned, among other things. For a lot of us, when life hits us the hardest, Dictionary.com defines valley as a low point or interval in any process, representation, or situation. Any period or situation that is filled with fear, gloom, or the like. Now, collectively, we all know and have experienced all kinds of valleys, right? All kinds of trials. We know that there are valleys that touch the body. Valleys that touch the mind, the family, the community, 
and even the church. The truth is, if there is one thing that we all share in common, valley experiences, right? One thing we all share in common, valley experiences. We've all had struggle. We've all had hardship. We've all had pain. We've all had loss. So my hope is to encourage you today as I share uh, one of these periods of time in my life. And I want to remind you that though we all share struggle, heartache, and pain and loss in common, something many of the people in Scripture that we read about do not do about. And so as a backdrop to our time together today, I want us to look at David's words recorded in Psalm 23. Psalm 23. So with that, I'm going to ask you if you're able, that you would stand for the reading of God's Word as we look at Psalm 23 together. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thus ends the reading of God's word. You may be seated. I wanted to take a look at Psalm 23 this morning because it's really helped me. I know that it's helped uh, many of you. It's a, a very familiar passage of Scripture. For me, it's a reminder, it's been a reminder that the Lord has been my shepherd through every chapter of my story, good, bad, or otherwise. Through my shepherd, through every chapter of my story. And let me let me highlight a couple things before we dive in uh, today. Verse 3b that we just read says, He leads me in paths of righteousness for His name's sake. I want you to focus on that. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. In other words, it's not about you. It's not about you. And as I begin to share a piece of my story, I have to remember this, that it's not about me. What God takes us through is for, ultimately, His name's sake. I would also submit to you that the paths of righteousness include both green pastures and valleys. The paths of righteousness, the way of God, the way towards the kingdom of God in your life and in mine includes times and bad times. In other words, he's not just the God of green pastures, he's also the God of the valley. And if you live long enough, you begin to know that both are necessary in order to bring out the best in God's children. In fact, one of the, one of the deacons at a former church, one of the older deacons at a former church, he's always Where you 
been sharing over the past couple of weeks about a time in my life. And it was right around 2014. And this was a space in my life where I was beginning to pray and long for greater fulfillment. Beginning to pray and long for greater fulfillment. Now, mind you, at the time, I was doing some great things. Many of you know I was a fire. And I love it. Here's a picture of the last fire that I got to be a part of before I left. It was a, it was a huge fire in the city. And for those of you who may not be aware, typically when fires are like this, right, um, we do what we, what we call a defensive maneuver, right? We call this surrounding ground, right? Now, this was, um, obviously, whenever I'm in a situation like this, it's unfortunate for the homeowner, um, but it was something as simple as uh, it's Christmas lights on the street, short it out, call it curtain, and this was your job. But I was doing some great things, being a fireman is a very respectable uh, profession. Wherever I went, we got world treatment. I was in, uh, I was a fireman in Fairfax County, Virginia, which many of you may know Fairfax County is one of the wealthiest counties in the country. Which means they took very good care of us. Took very good care of us. Many of you also know that I was a church planner at the time. Uh, I pastored, founded and pastored a church called Covenant Relationship Ministry. And, and was having a, a great time doing that. But if I'm honest today, if I'm honest with you, um, though I was doing some great things, I felt I was worn out. I was tired. And truthfully, I felt empty. Doing all these things, but I, but I was worn out, I was tired, and I felt empty. I was so busy trying to be all things to everybody that I had neglected the most important person. Yes. I was so busy doing ministry work that I failed to allow the ministry to work in me. And so in 2014, I began to pray and long and search for greater fulfillment, and that led to me stepping out on faith and moving to Charlotte Prayer Center in 2015. Now, also as a part of my prayer, I wanted to be in ministry on another level. Now, even though I was doing some great things uh, in the D.C. area, I was volunteering. I was pastoring, but I still had a job. So my, part of my prayer was to be in ministry full-time on a greater level. I also wanted to be closer to my family. My brother and his family lived in this area, and I wanted to be closer to them. All seemingly good things, right? So I moved. I stepped out on faith, and I moved. Without a job. God, I'm believing this is what you have for me. Prayed over for months and fasted. I believe this is what you have for me. I'm in. And so when I moved here, I chose to get a seasonal position at a local organization here in the Charlotte area. Seasonal position over the holidays. My seasonal assignment was, uh, my appointment was for six weeks. For six weeks. Now when I took the assignment, my prayer was that God, I hope this turns to something but, as the assignment said, at the end of six weeks, your boy was done. So I began to pray, God, 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 what's next for me? I got apartment, I got car, I got rent, I, I, I stepped out on faith. God, what's next? I need, I need you to provide for me. What's next? So I found myself working at Luciano's in South Bend. Washing dishes for 825 wasn't enough, but I needed something. And it's an Italian restaurant, right? So, so they had the boy washing so, sauce packets, right? And it was a deep sink. And so every time I had been in the room, he had washed these 
Saul's pains, and, and so it was, it was hard for them. But God began to provide. And you know, I didn't have a lot of money, right? I went to eighteen thousand dollars, which wasn't nearly enough to pay for my bills. And so I never forget one of the uh, one of the chefs would come, and he had a thing where he would do this. I don't know what this was about, but this was his thing. He would do this. He said, "Hey, hey, my man, hey, you want some pasta?" So I said, "Yeah." So I started taking food home a couple times a week. Started taking pasta home. So then, what became a blessing started to become spiritual. So when he started asking me, hey, you want some pasta? I'm like, Just hang in there, be encouraged. And while that was a tremendous
tremendous blessing to me. Tremendous blessing to me. If I can be honest, I still found myself depressed. Still found myself depressed. I contemplated moving back to the D.C. area, getting my job back as a fireman. I had times where I cried so hard that my throat hurt. You ever cried so hard that your throat hurt? This is where I found myself. I remember feeling spiritually like I was trapped in a cage. I was trapped in a cage. All I kept asking God was, how do I get out of this place? How do I get out of this space? All my life, all I ever wanted to do was help. All I ever wanted to do was be a blessing. And so this is the season that I found myself in. See, while I wanted to get out of this space, God was getting me ready for what he had next for my life. And so was, I was about three years into this valley experience. Three years in where I began to fix God and really where I was. I realized that something had to change because where I was, how I was feeling was not serving me well. Something had to change. And so about three years in, I started recognizing the value. I started recognizing the value of where I was. I started recognizing that stay with me. I started recognizing the value. God began to take me through a season of reflection and examination. Question, feelings, and choices. So God began transitioning my heart by getting me to ask the right question. Ask the right question. This is important. Somebody's struggling right now and you're asking the wrong questions. You're asking the wrong questions. Remember, my primary question at this point was, God, how do I get out of here? God, get this thorn out of my flesh. I wanted my situation to change. So God began to have other questions resonate in my heart and in my life. And I had to pay attention to these questions. My questions began to shift. From God, how do I get out of this place? To God, how can I have joy like what I am? God, how are you calling me to serve you right where I am? What is my best yes right now? What's my best yes right now? How can I best glorify you in this situation that's so tough, that's so challenging for me? So for somebody, I was angry. 
mean, God said this to me. He said, unexamined feelings can distort your focus. Unexamined feelings can distort your focus. In other words, we often see life based on how we feel. Which for many of us, in many cases, is shaped by the trauma that we've been through that we have not processed in a healthy way. And so this is where I found myself. And so consequently, I blame God and I blame other people. And God was giving me to begin to take responsibility for where I found myself. He was shifting my attention from myself and my situation back to Him. See, God had me examine my feelings because He wanted me to be emotionally honest with myself so that I could be emotionally honest with Him. Many of us know uh, who David is. The Bible says that David is a I believe that part of the reason why is because he was an emotionally honest man. There's a portion of scripture where David, he prayed regarding his enemies. He prayed, he said, I pray that his children are fatherless and his wife is a widow. David, man of God's own heart. I pray that his children are fatherless and that his wife is a, is a widow. Now, I'm not endorsing what he said, right? But I need you to catch the lesson in that. He knew that God wasn't going to judge him on his emotions. He was emotionally honest with God. And here's why this is necessary for us. It's necessary for us because before God deals with the brokenness in our life, he wants to deal with the brokenness in our heart. And part of that comes by way of you and I being emotionally honest with God. He already knows how you feel. He's just waiting for us to come to him with how we feel. And so I had some knockdown dragouts with God. Where I was all the way honest with how I felt and who I blamed. Nonetheless, God was checking me through, asking the right questions. He was taking me through, examining my feelings. And then after he did that, he said, Now you got to choose. You got to make a choice. You got to make a choice. You have to make a choice. In other words, family, in spite of not having any money, not having a car, not having any furniture, in spite of driving me with more than 18 hours, I had to make a choice. I had to determine to choose God no matter what. And somebody in here needs to make that same choice. In spite of where you find yourself today, you need to determine in your heart, not hyperbole. You need to determine, choose in your heart to follow God no matter what. Or, you can stay where you are and continue to try to work and seek what's not in your own strength. So God had me ask the right, ask the right question, examine my feelings, and then make a choice. Then McLeod said, we are ridiculously in charge of our choices. We are ridiculously in charge of our choices. In other words, family, we have agency. We have agency. See, the questions, feelings, and choices season that the Lord took me through, it helped put me in a position to begin to see the value in the value. And if there's a value in my value, there's value in your value. This was a four-year valley experience. Way longer than I would have wanted it. From 
2015 to right before you met. A four-year valley experience where God was working and moving the entire time. He was working through my back pain because I had to bend down and wash those saucepans. He was working in my discomfort and my discouragement as the guy repossessed my car. He was working through the fact that I didn't feel like I had enough to make ends meet. God was working the entire time. What I took for granted was that the most important work that God was doing was the work of Guess what I had taken for granted? The most important work he was doing was the work in my heart. Family, I learned that God doesn't have to show up in your valley because he's already there. He doesn't have to show up in your situation. He's waiting for us to be aware and acknowledge his presence in the valley. Reza was sharing something with me I thought was powerful. As he led our team to worship this morning, notice how the tense in the passage changes from third person to first person. He starts off the, the passage, he starts off the song by using his See, during this during this season of my life, yeah, I had regrets. I asked myself questions like, why did I move here? Why did I, why did I make this move? Why did I leave a full time job that treated me well to move to Charlotte for a season of the year? Why did I do that? What I didn't realize, family, at the time, was that God was working through it all. Because get this, it was while I was at that seasonal position. That six-week position was while I was at that seasonal position that I met the person that would eventually introduce me to a church that I had previously never heard of. A church called New City. And that six-week assignment, God was setting up my future. Unbeknownst to me, that one of the people I met was an instrumental in me walking into my new season of life while I was busy trying to get out of the valley, God was busy trying to prepare me for what he had next. See, the lack that I experienced in the valley produced a gratitude for the abundance that was on the way. I'm not talking about an abundance of money. I'm talking about an abundance of fulfillment, an abundance of opportunity. Because if I'm honest, having been in ministry for as long as I had been, having been a church planner previously, it would have been easy for me when the opportunity to come to New City came along, it would have been easy for me to feel entitled. I've earned this. I deserve this. By the way, that's how the enemy likes to work in the hearts of God's children is through this feeling of entitlement. But I need you to know that what God did in my heart, I learned that So when the opportunity came to come to New City, instead of being entitled, I was Listen to me. The offer letter that New City gave me, it's in a frame in my house. Listen to me. It's in a frame in my house. 
God in new ways. Crisis gave me a respect for the ministry of God in and through me. Crisis, hardship, lack. It prepared me to be more effective in ministry here in the city. Ultimately, it prepared me to be a blessing in the world. And it prepared me to receive all of the ways that God was going to bless me through you. Family, I learned that if we're not careful, we'll curse God in the season that's designed to make us more like Him. Truth of the matter is, I had a choice. I said, God, you know what? I'm, the, I'm going to I'm going back. I had people in D.C. waiting for me. I'm coming back. We got you if you're coming back. We got you.
today for my brother and my sister that's in this place today who may be feeling like they're in the valley. Pray for the person in this place today that is discouraged, depressed, fed up, mad at you.
not a